People may find the process of open enrollment challenging. According to a survey I recently reviewed, health benefits choices can be difficult to understand. More than half of survey participants said reading Shakespeare was easier than reading their health insurance policy. I agree. When it comes to healthcare, 40% of survey respondents admitted that they didn't know what they should be looking for, and the other 60% didn't know what questions to ask. Given a desire for better health and the cost of monthly premiums, we must make this process better. Are you tired of the high cost of healthcare? Are you overwhelmed trying to navigate a complicated healthcare system? Welcome to Get Savvy, demystifying healthcare weekly podcast where we take complicated healthcare topics and make them simple. Imagine if you could stop feeling paralyzed with fear and frustration and instead be empowered to make smart healthcare decisions for you and your family. Get Savvy with your host, Sandy Kibling, a healthcare professional changing how healthcare knowledge is shared. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5, Open Enrollment for 2023, What You Need to Know, Part 1. As I started preparing for this podcast, I realized there was too much important content to be covered in one episode. So in Episode 6, we'll be covering What You Need to Know, Part 2. I like to keep the episode short and to the point and make sure I cover all relevant points while respecting your busy schedules. So what we are going to cover today is the following. We're going to talk about acquiring health care insurance, the timelines and the options. We're also going to talk about the marketplace and how you get care. We'll discuss reviewing the plans. And finally, we'll talk about financial options to lower your premiums. Let's get started. Healthcare insurance is acquired typically two ways. One, through your employer, or two, shopping on the marketplace, also called the exchange. If you're enrolling through your employer, you will usually get an open enrollment packet that provides you with details on your current plan and sharing any new options or plans your employer is providing that may be available to you in the coming year. You will also be provided contact information if you have any questions about the options available. Because you have these options available as resources, Our focus today will be for those who do not receive their insurance through an employer. This could be the self-employed entrepreneur, the gig worker, or the individual looking for a backup plan like a high deductible plan. The open enrollment period is your opportunity to get a healthcare plan through the state or federal exchanges or get a new plan if you don't like the current one. I recently had a call from a lady asking me about her Medicare Advantage plan and if she really needed it. Now, obviously, that one is a hard question to answer, but she shared with me that she made a checklist of her and her husband's current health needs and regular Medicare covered most of what they needed, leaving them hardly using the benefits of the Medicare Advantage plan. When she called her insurance provider, they only encouraged her to stay in the plan, but what she couldn't shake was her premium was $500 a month for benefits she hardly used. Knowing that her health could change at any time, she liked having the security of the Medicare Advantage plan, but just couldn't afford or justify that monthly premium. I shared with her that plans change every year and that she should price shop to find the plan that meets her and her husband's needs. She was very surprised to find a plan with no copays, with a lower premium, and better drug benefits. My point in sharing this story is don't settle for your current plan if you are not satisfied or if your health needs have changed and you need different benefits. 
this is a good time to make that change. The Marketplace. Starting November 1st, 2022, you can log into or create your Marketplace account, fill out an application and enroll in a 2023 Marketplace health plan. You need to enroll by December 15th, 2022 for coverage that starts on January 1st, 2023. The open enrollment period is typically consistent across all U.S. states, but some states will opt to have their open enrollment period start earlier. These states are usually not a part of the federal marketplace and instead have state-run marketplaces. In examples of states uh, that have this are California, Idaho, and Connecticut. I will put a note in the show notes linking to this resource where you can check your state. Now, you may be wondering, what if you miss this window? Well, you can't get insurance, health insurance through the exchange after the enrollment period ends unless you experience a qualifying life event. These events include loss of existing health insurance coverage, change in household status, such as a divorce, change in residence, such as, such as a different zip code or county, change in income that affects the coverage you qualify for, release from incarceration, AmeriCorps member who's beginning or finishing service, becoming a member of a federally recognized tribe, or becoming a U.S. citizen. If none of these apply to you, another option may be purchasing a health insurance policy outside of the enrollment period, which is called the short-term health care policy. A short-term health insurance policy provides you with coverage for your health insurance needs and lasts up to 364 days in most cases. If you'd like more information on this, make sure and reference the link I'll put in the show notes. So if you don't have health insurance through a job, Medicare, Medicaid, the Children's Health Insurance Program, also known as CHIP, the Marketplace can help you get coverage. You can search on the Marketplace for the different plans, either online, by phone, with the help of someone in your community, through an agent or broker, through a certified enrollment partner websites like healthcare.gov, or with a paper application. Where to start? Well, number one, to start, you're gonna, you can go to healthcare.gov, or you can call 1-800-318-2596. As a reminder, if you are in a state with a state-run marketplace, you will need to access a different website. But by going through the steps in healthcare.gov, it will eventually redirect you um, to your state's marketplace portal. Number two, you will need to make sure you have the information available as you go through the process. Example of items you will need are household information, Uh, members of your family that need coverage, how you file your taxes, employer information, and current health information. There's a great checklist to help you prepare in the resources section called Open Enrollment Checklist for 2023. Number three, there are two kinds of coverage you can get, an insurance plan with tax credits or coverage through Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program, also known as CHIP. Using an income calculator, you can determine what programs and or assistance that may be available for you. If you qualify, you may be eligible to lower your monthly premium with a premium tax credit that you can take in advance to offset expenses, or you can wait to collect those dollars when you file your taxes. Number four, as a result of the Affordable Care Act, all plans must cover essential health benefits such as inpatient, outpatient care, mental health and prescription drug coverage. 
It also requires that pre-existing conditions are covered, as well as preventative services like screenings for mammograms or bone density tests, etc. If you'd like to know more, there's links to the specific benefits covered, and that may be found on healthcare.gov. Number five, reviewing the plans and cost and determining what is best for you and your family. Let's talk more about reviewing those plans and a few things to keep in mind. Number one, you want to make sure you have a list of your providers to make sure they are in network with a plan you are considering, as well as your prescription medications. Many portals allow you to set filters by including your provider and medication so you can confirm network status and cost for medications. Number two, there may be some plans on the marketplace referred to as a narrow network. These are plans that limit the number of physicians or facilities you may have access to. Health insurance companies create these to offer lower monthly premium plans. I cover narrow networks in detail in episode two, open enrollment, the narrow network, is it too narrow? Number three, reviewing what you can afford monthly to meet your healthcare needs. To start, we're going to refresh everyone's memory on what an annual deductible is, as well as an annual out-of-pocket maximum. The annual deductible is the amount you pay up front for all expenses until your insurance kicks in to pay their portion. Depending on the plan, this could be 80% the insurance pays and 20% you pay out-of-pocket. The annual out-of-pocket maximum is the most you have to pay for services and prescription in a planned benefit year. Once you've paid this amount, through deductible, co-pays, and co-insurance, your insurance will then pay 100% for that planned benefit year. I'm looking at one example. This happens to be in Colorado, and it's a Kaiser Silver plan with one medication chosen and considering an individual. The monthly premium shows that it's $693.52, or $17,422 a year. And that's with a $5,000 deductible and a $9,100 out-of-pocket max. So in a nutshell, as a consumer, I'd end up paying $693.52 plus all my healthcare expenses until I reach that $5,000 amount. Once I've reached that $5,000 amount, my insurance will kick in to pay that, say, 80% paid by the insurance and 20% by me. I would continue to pay my percentage until I reach that $17,422 amount at which at that point, then my insurance would cover 100%. So hopefully that helps make that a little bit easier to understand. Number four, another item to keep in mind is if you need dental and vision coverage. Depending on the state and specific plans, you can typically compare the plans you are interested in and how you can do this, if you're in your state portal, you, it typically will allow you to put a check mark by the, say, three or four plans that you're interested in, and then hit the compare button. Once you hit that button, you're able to see more details about those plans and what services they actually cover. And if they cover vision or dental, it will tell you what they cover and how much. So that's a good way to double check that. But as in general, vision All plans in the marketplace will include the vision for children, but only some plans include vision coverage for adults. If you're considering on buying a subscription, this is typically typically done through VSP. Um, The average 
a subscription might be $12 for one member and $33 for a family member. But you can click on that link and go to that source to get the exact information. Dental coverage. Some plans may have coverage while others may not. I will say that even if they do have coverage, it's usually the bare minimum. So depending on your dental needs, you may need to purchase a separate plan, which will include that separate premium. So to sign up, you can choose the option on healthcare.gov or your state marketplace portal. The average cost for dental can be $20 to $50 per individual or $50 to $150 for family. So back to our example about the Kaiser Silver plan. So if you were adding the dental as well as the vision, you are paying that $693.52 for the monthly premium plus $12 for vision plus $50 for dental for a total of $755.52 a month. And this does not include co-pays, co-insurance, you are responsible until that $5,000 deductible is met. Wow, this is daunting and expensive. And my point is not to be doom and gloom, but I believe in being upfront so that smart decisions can be made. Expenses can be such that many can't afford this and have no choice but to go without healthcare insurance. Now, if if you do choose to that, it's important to know the facts of that as well. The downside to this, if you were in, downside of this is if you were in the hospital, according to debt.org, hospital cost average is $2,607 per day throughout the U.S. California comes in at $3,726 per day, just edging out Oregon, which comes out at $3,271 for being the most expensive. Wyoming is 1,383, and then Iowa is 1,606 in terms of the lower cost. If you stay overnight, cost soar, adding in all the the tests and the procedures that they need to do in addition to just the hospital stay. So the average hospital stay runs up to $11,700 with Medicare or with other insurance, $12,600. So going without insurance, is it's, it's tough when it's so expensive, but going without any insurance and having that backup, according to debt.org, also leads, um, leaves people having to file bankruptcy due to medical debt. So a tough decision to make, but hopefully this information helps you choose that right plan. But that also lends itself to the question, are there any other options to help offset the cost? Well, number one, make sure you evaluate to see if you qualify for the premium tax cuts. Number two, there have also been some new subsidies signed in by President Biden in 2021 with the American Rescue Plan Act. I will add a link in the show notes that outlines what these options are and who qualifies. Number three, evaluate your local resources. Typically, there should be a link on your state marketplace portal. There may be programs for certain populations meeting a set criteria. There may be grants or subsidies to help offset those monthly premium costs. I hope this information is helpful in getting you started on finding the healthcare you need. In episode six, open enrollment part two, we will discuss high deductible plans, health savings accounts, as well as Medicare enrollment. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Until then, get savvy. Get savvy.